You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody! Episode 181. Very important episode, of course. Uh, of course, I am Sinan Schwarten, live from New York City, uh, as per usual. And I'm rolling solo again. Um, on that front, I have some news, I think, for any of our loyal listeners out there who might be wondering... Where's the Akman? Where, where has the Akman gone? I'm not getting any Akman in my life. Um, the story out there, uh, this is what I know. Um, Evron is in Romania playing professional football. How about that? The boy has gone and made something of himself. He's playing football professionally. Um, of course, we here at the Black Eagles podcast. Applaud. Applaud the young man um, pursuing his dreams. I hope he finds success. I hope he keeps his head down and works hard. I know he's a smart dude and he understands the game. You know, that's a, a, a he's got a leg up in that regard as far as um, you know, uh, compared to other young players. I suppose we know he, he's got a solid head on his shoulders. Um, so hopefully he can put that to use. Uh, hopefully he's good with his feet too, of course. But yeah, uh, obviously good luck to you out there in Romania. Keep playing. Uh, they're still in the preseason, so <clears throat> they haven't done anything official yet. But yeah, that's fantastic news, obviously. And so I'm happy to sacrifice my co-host, you know, to his dreams. Anyone else out there pursuing their dreams, shouts to you too. Um, but so yeah, of course, I do have a special guest uh, appearance in, in Khan, Khan's Corner. Hashtag Khan's Corner. So Khan Bayaz is back to, uh, to reflect on this match that we've just concluded. And of course, to talk about some of the other news out there as well, which I'll also touch on myself. But so yeah, obviously the the biggest news out there was the match, right? We, we, we have a match under our belts now, and we all do in the Super League now. We all, all of the, the big Istanbul 3 and Trabzonspor. Um, so yeah, it's an exciting time for sure. Um, so certainly let me uh, just cut right to the chase. <clears throat> so... Excuse me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess first of all, let's talk about our lineups, right? I think that's probably what people want to, especially for those who didn't see the game. But you know, certainly, I think a way of recollecting things also. Um, so Erson, of course, was in the goal. Uh, Merkunok, obviously not with the squad yet at that point. He is now. That's official. Uh, we have a new keeper, backup, starter, to be debated. 
that obviously also mostly depends on whether or not Ersin Testanoglu stays. But sure enough, he, he played here. Um, Khan will talk about that, and maybe I'll touch on it afterwards so as not to steal his thunder. Um, the back line involved, no surprises, uh, Domagoj Vida, Wellington, Valentin Rosier, the child of Besiktas, and of course Fabrice and Sakala on the left side of the defense, so still no Ridvan sightings. Joseph played on the back of our midfield with Atiba and Sali Uchan <coughs> set above him. Uh, Nkuru played on the left side with Kyle Laren, still kind of... Uh, you know, coming back from that Gold Cup appearance with Team Canada, I suppose. And uh, perhaps the best news of all in this lineup was that Rashid Ghazal was starting on the right side of our attack. So, um, obviously for me, I think in the last episode I, I, I expressed some doubts that he might be in quarantine or whatever, having just arrived in the country, but uh, apparently there was nothing to fear. He came out and, uh, yeah, well, well, we'll get into his performance in a moment. And then finally up front, we saw Kenan Karaman, which uh, I don't know if that would really surprise anyone. In the preseason, we saw a little bit of Guven Yalchin, but uh, I think Kenan Karaman performed better in the preseason. Anyway, I don't, I don't think that would really go down as a huge surprise to anyone. But so, uh, as for Rizespor, um, Talk about some of the big names, if you will. Zoe Kremi, uh, their striker. Certainly a man with a bit of a name, a bit of a reputation. Uh, Alper Potuk played on the, on the left side of their midfield. A name many will recognize from many years in the Turkish Super League. Um, Sebastian Holmen, the Swedish central defender. Uh, and their captor, ca captor, <laughs> captain Selim Ay. Uh, Gokhan Akan would be their goalkeeper, so quite a few recognizable names and some others as well, but I don't really want to spend too much time on their squad for that, uh, for the sake of moving things along. And I'm going to try to be a little brisker with my match recap, um, it's just in general just to, to keep episodes more compact if I can, uh, making improvements this season I hope, <coughs> excuse me. But so yeah, let's dig right into this match with the lineups out there. Obviously, um, we were hopeful for the side to come out with energy and, you know, we, we know we're lacking some pieces in the way of Alex Teixeira, who um, was still in quarantine and we didn't have a striker and we'll get into that after this match. Um, obviously, there's some news on that front, which probably not much news to anyone at this point. Um, but yeah, so, you know, Given some of the pieces we're missing in, in, in attack, especially, we would hope that the back line would be uh, strong, right? Because there's no no messing around. I mentioned this in the last episode, too. But yeah, you know, just to refresh your memories, if you will. Uh, but yeah, so with all of that said, we would not be disappointed, I think we could say. The first real action in the match of note would be in the eighth minute, and it would be none other than... Well, so initially it was Kenan who um, dribbled the ball well along the right side of the box, would send it in. Yeah, the defense held. I think it was Selim I who who deflected it back in the direction of Kenan. Kenan actually wide, like pretty widely in, in getting back onto the ball 
using his left foot to center it, and that would get the job done in that it would find Georges Kevin Kudu, the man, and he would just slam it home into the top netting. And just, yeah, uh, you couldn't really ask for a better start, could you? Eight minutes of Besiktas football, and we already have our first goal of the season. Kevin and Kudu, Kevin, Georges Kevin and Kudu, had, didn't score his first goal last season until December. So for him to get started this early in the season is certainly, uh, you know, a good sign of things to come, hopefully, in, in regards to Nkudu, Agent Nkudu. And, and I'll mention more about that later, of course. But so, yeah, let's talk. Let's just dig, dive even further in, if you will. Uh, 23rd minute, we had a corner kick. Uh, Gizal would send it in, it would get punched up by the keeper, sort of bounce around a bunch, little passes, deflections and all that. Dropping to Valentin Rosier, who would cue Atiba on with it. Atiba would then send the ball back a bit to Rashid Gizal, who was running into the box. And he would, it was kind of a classic Rashid Gizal um, move where he then sends an in-swinger in. But unfortunately, because I think it would have been a goal otherwise, uh, a defender gets in the way, deflecting it. And so the score remains just 1-0 to nil in that 23rd minute. In the 33rd minute, Eric Sabo would get himself a yellow card for Rizespor. In the 45th minute, Wellington would get himself a yellow card. And just after that, it would be Alper Potuk, who I already mentioned, on the left side of their midfield, racing up making a nice move to cut into the box and sending in a strong cross, which Ersin Destanolu would do quite well to, to snuff out, jumping on top of. And so, yeah, uh, that would that would be it for the half. We maintain that 1-0 lead, precarious 1-0 lead, as any 1-0 lead will be in the Super League. Talked about this last week also, but anything can happen in Turkey. So... Uh, and we'll get into some of our opponent's results as well. Speaking of anything can happen. But so yeah, coming out of the half, no subs made uh, by either side. Uh, I think Rize would be sort of content going into the half at 1-0. Feeling like there's nothing drastic that needs to be changed. And obviously us too. Uh, we played fairly well in that first half. Certainly... As possession goes and all that, you know, I mean, we could have done more as for, in terms of creating chances and being efficient in front of the goal, perhaps. But you know, whatever. Pretty, pretty decent one-nil lead, I think. But anyway, it wouldn't take long. In the 51st minute, Georges Kevin and Kudu with just a sublime cross pitch, low cross to Valentin Rosier, who would match that sublime cross with yet another sublime cross you know, into the path of Atiba Hutchinson who would take a couple touches on it being right there in front of the goal as it was and just smash it into the back of the net um, just a fantastic goal by Atiba Hutchinson the uh, the wily vet um, slash veteran goat of Besiktas um, fan favorite to be to be certain and yeah Atiba starting off the season with a goal because, you know, why not? Uh, and yeah, Valentin Rosier with an assist, which is a fun thing for all of us. The child of Besiktas himself. 
Um, and so then we'd finally see some substitutions in the 67th minute. Yassin Pelivan coming in for Brian Dabo. Um, Emir Dilaver would also enter the match for Loic Remy, who would take an early exit. Um, not sure how pleased he would be by that, but anyhow. 69th minute, Kyle Laren would enter the match. First appearance um, post-injury in the Gold Cup for Georges Cavan and Kudu. Ozan Oziakup would come into the match for Sali Uchan, Gokan Ture in for Rashid Gezal, Guven Yalchin for Kenan Karaman. My apologies for any noise in the background there. Uh, there's a kitten running amok in our house at the moment, making lots of noise, so I, uh, I've resolved that, put him in another room. So, anyhow, um, you'll have to deal with those kitten sounds in the background. Um, but anyway, moving on. Subs, more subs. I uh, mentioned already all of Besiktas' subs made until the 79th minute of the match. 82nd minute, Masun Chapkan would enter for Ronaldo Mendes. Albert Koch would enter for Jamali Sertel, who uh, played fairly well for them, I should mention. Jamali did. 84th minute, Guven Yalchin with a yellow card. So there's a contribution for the kid. Uh, Eren Karadai would enter the match in the 88th minute for Bayano. And Nejib Uysal would also come into the match at that point for Atiba Hutchinson. And then, just a couple minutes later, five minutes to be exact, three minutes into extra time, Joseph would make an A++ tackle, just fantastic tackle. Um, pass the ball into Gokan Tore's like, lane perfectly. He'd make a nice run around the defender and get a shot in on goal, which was well saved by Gokan Akan. But uh, that, that wouldn't be enough. Kyle Laren would run onto the rebound uh, with Gokan Tore right behind. So, you know, I think either way, this probably would have occurred. Um, but yeah, it smashed into the back of the net. Three to nil, putting an exclamation mark on the match for us to be sure. And that would just about do it. Um, just a great start, you know, for the season, obviously. A, a great signal of intent for us as champions. Um, you know, putting the league on notice that we're back and ready to go. Um, but yeah, that, that was it. Three to nil. Uh, just a fantastic start. And so let's just keep things rolling. I'll talk about some stats. First of all, interestingly, Besiktas would just have 51% of the ball to their 49%. Obviously, having a sizable lead for much of the match would contribute to that. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, I think these have played fairly well uh, until the goals kind of broke their back. But with that said, we had 19 shots to their three and six on target to their zilch. They had zero shots on target. So, uh, you know, I mean, Ersin did fairly well in terms of like stopping chances from occurring. Certainly like the one that I mentioned right before the half. But uh, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, we defended quite well and we, uh, you know, the, the midfield was very effective in, in holding the ball and coming back and supporting defense. Obviously, Joseph, uh, just that's the role he plays typically um, so yeah let's talk about some stats besides just possession right which you know it's an important one but and shots but uh, yeah beyond those let's see we've got um, 
accurate passes, 427 by Besiktas to their 387, an 86% passing success rate to their 83. So again, real credit to Rize. They did not fold, and they, you know, they were formidable in, in a way. Um, we had two big chances, three goals. They didn't have any. Uh, they didn't, you know, have any shots on goal either, so you're not too surprised by that, perhaps. They did have five corners to our four, so they were not, you know, laying back dormant by any by any stretch of the imagination um let's see our shots were blocked seven times by their defenders so they were you know selling eye in the back there uh, in particular was you know a solid defender for sure and their defense you know the three goals that we scored uh, probably don't tell the whole story in that regard but whatever uh, let's see, any other important stats? Uh, let's dig into the individual stats, because I think we all enjoy those more. Um, let's see. First of all, we'll look at um, the FATMAP ratings. And kind of just go down based on that. So Atiba was adjudged to have the highest rating of the match, with Valentin Rosier, Joseph de Souza, and Georges Kevin and Kudu all in the top four. Kenan fifth, and then Kyle Aaron behind him, all highly rated, uh, very well rated. <clears throat> Nobody was really judged by Be on, on Besiktas' side to have a really poor game, ratings-wise, with, with the exception of Guven Yalcin, who, to be fair, did not get a whole lot of playing time as you know one of the later subs, just like maybe 11 minutes I think on the clock. So, whatever. Gokan today was not rated particularly well, but, you know, again, also a sub. So, I mean, you know, Ozan as well. Nothing to be surprised by in that, because, you know, again, they, they had limited time on the field, and, and these ratings are, are impacted by what they're doing on the pitch, numbers-wise. So, you know, they're going to be impacted by them not having much time on the ball. As far as chances created, Kyle Aaron, Valentin Ozier, and Atiba Hutchinson were the three players to create the three chances. Um, most shots were by Sali Uchan, who had four. He had two on one sequence, uh, the last one being saved. Kanan Karaman had three goals, uh, three shots rather. Um, Rashid Ghazal, George Kevin Kudu, and Kyle Lahren with two each. So, um, you know, active, certainly very active in attack. The most highly successful passer on the pitch was Damjan Djokovic for Rize and then Wellington. Um, Djokovic had a 90% rate of passing success. Wellington 89. Selim I 84%. So there's your top three. Uh, the most successful dribbles were made by Alper Potuk with four. Rashid Ghazal and Jamali Sertel each had three. So, uh, you know, interesting. Ronaldo Mendes also for them. At three. And then finally, uh, tackles. Successful tackles. Valentin Rosier and Joseph had three apiece. Bayano, Masun, Chapkan, and Jamali Serta and Wellington had two apiece. So Valentin Rosier active. Uh, and he stepped it up in the second half. Shouts to my uh, Scottish brethren, the twins out there who were. Initially, I thought they were harsh on him, but uh, then I realized they were talking about his first half performance and they were right he started out a little choppy as did a lot of the team but he settled into the match quite effectively um 
I am going to make an interesting call. I would say that my match, uh, my man of the match was probably Joseph, which is maybe a surprise to many, but I thought he was incredibly impactful on the match. He was highly rated, of course, um, but that's, you know, I'm not going based on rating. I'm going by, you know, the eye test. And I thought he, he was just very effective. Uh, you know, with him coming back in support and defense, I feel like we we're a very tough nut to crack for any attacking side. And the fact that they had no shots on goal, you know, I think he plays a huge role in that. He himself had a shot on goal, had 53 accurate passes huh, at a 91% rate. I thought the other dude had a... Djokovic had the... whatever. Anyway, he created two chances. Um, his one shot was blocked, so, you know, that was a, a casualty of their solid defense. Um, let's see, long balls four, two of them were accurate, two key passes, 82 touches, so he's just all over the place. He won 10 duels, lost seven, but that means he was involved in 17 duels, which means he was all over the place, and probably some of them were just him inconveniencing them enough that, that somebody else could sort of come in and make the final attack because again they had no shots on on goal so even though he lost seven duels they were not you know impactful losses yeah and two clearances you know whatever but so yeah I, I personally was very impressed by joseph de souza um one could easily argue that george kevin kudu deserves it um scoring the all-important first goal of the season uh, and doing it early to kind of settle our nerves and um, give us some confidence, you know, with not having our striker yet, or um, Alex, for that matter. Uh, one could easily make the argument that Atiba Hutchinson could be the man of the match. Perhaps if you're a, a lover of defense, Valentin Rosier. But, yeah, I made my pick. Joseph, I gave you my in-depth stats to back it up. You can uh, make your own judgment calls. If you want, let us know your, your thoughts. Uh, send in a hashtag after the beep. Uh, but you know, with Khan sending in his Khan's corner, you know, you know, it's alright if you don't. Still, it would be fun to hear from listeners again. Uh, shout out to our Southern Eagle from last season. But so yeah, let's see what else have we to talk about. Um, I, I don't want to hog the mic too long. I, I, again, Khan did come back with another Khan's corner. I will uh, briefly mention, of course, the big news. Have a striker, folks. His name, of course, being Mishi Bachuai. Um, that's a complicated story, however. He had to re-sign with Chelsea so that they could loan him because we wanted to give them seven million. They wanted fourteen million. So essentially, what we we can't come to a, a final determination on the price. We wanted him enough, and he wanted to come to us enough that we've sorted out a loan for the year uh, with no no option but again like that's not the end of the world as we've seen from first-hand experience this last summer uh, with both Rashid Ghazal and Valentin Rosier coming back despite not having options for us to buy them uh, if they or if I should say if Batman Batsman wants to be with us enough he can make it happen perhaps he can, he can help make things uh tilt things in our favor if you will so yeah you know that's just food for thought but that's perhaps some disappointing news as far as there not being an option or not being permanent 
you know, takes a little shine off what is a very nice transfer window, but not much because he should be very effective. And I guess, you know, on, on the positive side of that, if he's not, we're not locked into anything. So, you know, positives to be taken for sure. So, um, yeah, that's our man. We have a striker for a year again. Another temporary, potentially temporary. Although, again, you know, I, I, I think we can look at our success with Gazal and Rosier and his enthusiasm, seemingly, to come join Besiktas as uh, hopeful signs that just because it's a one-year loan doesn't mean that it's, uh, it's not going to be more. But so, yeah, shouts to Agent George Kevin Kudu, who um, supposedly played a vital role in, in Mishi making that final decision. Um, but so, yeah, let's move things along then, if we might. Uh, let's talk very briefly, perhaps, about um, our rivals. Galatasaray and Fenerbahce won, as well as Trabzonspor. Perhaps Trabzonspor won the most impressively 5-1, to one, or 1-5, one to five, since they were on the road, against Yanni Malachespor, Nwakaeme scoring and assisting, Gervinho scoring and assisting, Janini scoring and assisting, etc., etc., etc. Marek Hamšík scoring and assisting. Uh, but yeah, so all around... I would say that our friends on the coast over there are probably very happy with things at the moment. Um, they're also in first place by virtue of their goal difference. Um, Galatasaray also victorious against the newly promoted Giresunspor, but not without a cost. Somehow in the match, late in the match, um, it was let's see what minute 64th minute not so late so with a bit of time left Marcao would be red carded for punching Kerem Akturkoglu um Kerem Akturkoglu I I don't you know we don't know exactly what happened but clearly there was some interaction Marcao was infuriated by Kerem Akturkoglu and lashed out violently at him. Um, obviously, Marcao looks like the bad guy and did the dumbest thing of all. But I have to say that Kedem kind of looked like he was, you know, certainly being disrespectful to an elder at the very least. But, you know, I, there, there was definitely something to him setting Marcao off. That, that seemed obvious. But so, yeah, that would, uh, that would be a bad look, um, certainly. And now there's question as to what the season's going to look like for Marcao, if he's going to be allowed back into the side, uh, you know, how, how effective this drama will be in, in um, diverting them from their, their course, we'll, we'll see. Um, anyhow, on the other side of things, Fenerbahce were also victorious, 1-0 over Adana Demirspor. Uh, this one I watched, um, Adana looked solid, to be honest, in the first half. They looked the more likely side to score. Uh, they did not, however, and um, they would be punished for it by Mesut Ozil, who would score at the very end of the half, or, or at the very beginning of the second half, rather. Um, and so, yeah, that would be it, the one goal. Uh, and, and they would, you know, push for a goal, an equalizer, but just not get it. Balotelli being taken out of the match in the 62nd minute. So, you know, he was 
none too pleased with that, to be sure. But anyway, so any, what that amounts to is a clean sweep for all of the big four. Um, four W's uh, of varying shapes and sizes. Obviously, Trabzon's looking the best. Besiktas is looking the second best. Galatasaray, and then Fener, um, two and then one goal each. Uh, Altai also won uh, a three to nil victory for them. So, welcome to the Super League, I suppose one might say. They beat Kaiseri Sport. Kaiseri not looking too hot early on. Uh, but yeah. Let me uh, pass the mic to our friend Khan Bayazit for Khan's Corner, and he will wrap up our thoughts on uh, the previous match that we've just seen, and um, he'll talk a little bit about uh, transfer stuff, about Shuai. So yeah, welcome back, Khan. Hey everyone, it's Khan. Quick uh, thoughts on the match. Uh, great, great way to start the season, of course. As the reigning defending champions, you should start the season in style. It doesn't always work out that way. Um, but a 3-0 win over Rizespor, it's uh, it's a good win. It sends a message to the competition that we're ready, uh, even though we're not really done with transfers yet. And more uh, on that a little bit later. But uh, no, Besiktas isn't done yet. Ali Teixeira isn't in the squad yet. Sergen also said after the match that he likely won't be playing until after the international break. Sergen wants him ready, 100% fit. He hasn't played in more than six months, so that's a wise decision by Sergen. Uh, so tonight we uh, had Kenan uh, up top. Uh, and apart from that, we had uh, Nkudu on the left because Laren, of course, uh, still recovering from his injury that he got uh, for the Canadian national team at the Gold Cup. Up, so he wasn't 100% fit. So we start with Nkudo on the left. But apart from that, kind of the team you would expect. Ersin at the back, uh, Rosier, Wellington, Vida, Ensakala, Souza, Atiba, Saliu Chan, and then of course Nkudo Kenan and then uh, Rashid Ghazal. Which was a good lineup. I uh, thought we started okay, didn't really uh, impress me all that much. But we scored early on uh, thanks to Kenan's hard work and uh, determination, uh, not giving up on any balls. Um, he crossed it in for Nkudu, who had a lovely first touch and blasted it past Gokan Akan to put us 1-0 up. Great start of the match for us with a goal. Um, that said, Rizespor had their moments in the first half. They had two really dangerous moments where Alper Potok slipped through the defensive line uh, and did, didn't manage to find a teammate. Uh, Ersein uh, did really well on the first one and on the second one I think it was Vida who cleared the ball just before um, any of Rizis players could uh, touch it and, and potentially tap it in. Uh, so a little bit of danger in the first half from Rize, not much, but two moments with Alper Potuk where we did uh, feel that we had some vulnerability still. Of course, Alper is an experienced player. He's very good at slipping in behind the defense. That is, has always been one of his specialties. Uh, so I wasn't too surprised. And obviously you're not going to have a match where uh, you don't get any sort of trouble at all. But in large part, I don't think we struggled too much. It was one of those matches though, where we did have to find the second goal 
goal in the second half uh, in order to prevent it from getting um, yeah, a little bit uh, warm underneath our feet, so to speak. And we did that rather quickly with Atiba making it 2-0. Uh, and then at the very end, of course, we made it 3-0. There was a period of time where we played really well, I felt, and we could have made it 3-0 a lot earlier. But then Sergen started to sub some players off, which is, again, the right decision. Uh, he took Nkudu off, he took Gezal off, he took, uh, ultimately, he took Kenan off. Um, he took Sali off, he took Atiba off, so he took a lot of the players off and you did notice uh, towards the end when we did have uh, Guven up top and uh, Gokhan on the right and, and, and then Laren on the left and, and Ozhan in midfield, I did feel like there was a quality drop off but we did manage to find that third goal and I made this comment on Twitter that for me Kenan is, is a very selfless, hardworking striker um, he, he's he's something we've been lacking the last couple of years. He's a, he, he today at least he was a very good target man. He won a lot of aerial duels. He made it he made life miserable for Riza Sports defenders. Um, that said, Kenan, you can see that he isn't he isn't the hungry goal scorer so to speak. He's a hungry player. Don't get me wrong, but he's he works very hard for the team. Whereas with Cal Laren, he's a hard worker too. But I feel like Laren is always praying on a chance on an opportunity to score a goal and you could see that when he ultimately did score the 3-0 but you you also saw it throughout the season last season like he's a very they're both hard workers but they're different kinds of hard workers and i think that canon is going to be valuable in that role this season whether we get a good striker first striker or not Kenan is going to have that ability to give us an option up top when we need it something I feel we didn't really have last season when Abubakar wasn't playing and he's also going to give us an option on the left uh, where we will also have other options with Nkudu with uh, possibly Gokantore with Alex Teixeira and then of course with uh, with Kyle Lauren if he stays I still hope that we sell him because I think, don't get me wrong, I think Lauren fantastic last season and again today he showed that he's 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 not just going to be a one season wonder for us in this system, the system that Sergen plays, someone like Kyle Lauren is always going to score his goals. But he's in the last year of his contract, so I think we need to capitalize on that unless he wants to extend. If he, ex if he wants to extend, then by all means, give him uh, a new two, three year deal and try to sell him maybe in the summer or in January. But otherwise, he really needs to get sold now while we can still ask a decent fee for him. And that's going to be the final test to this board that have had a, a tremendous uh, summer transfer window so far in terms of incoming transfers. Now, the hardest part sometimes, however, is it's not buying players, it's selling players. That's the hardest part. And they need to be able to offload Kyle Lahren now or extend this contract. And I personally think that the best thing is to offload him and sell him not because i don't think he's not a good player and he doesn't fit into the system like i just said i think he does but uh i think this is you have to strike the iron the iron while it's hot right you have to capitalize on his current form his success and i think uh, now is the time to sell then uh, finally, uh, yeah, great start to the season. I think we put all the, the rivals on notice with this win. Uh, this will immediately put pressure on, on the other teams to do well this weekend. And that's uh, always a great way to start. We can now 
um, concentrate on other things. Uh, and one important note after the match, Sergen commented on uh, the recent rumors regarding Michi Bachuai of Chelsea. And uh, Sergen basically confirmed that we are indeed in talks. He said, yes, we are in talks regarding Michi Bachuai. And if nothing changes, I expect him to join the squad next week. Um, so that's a pretty big statement from Sergen, basically confirming that we are not so much done with the deal, but very close to closing this deal. Uh, and I think Michi Bachiwaya will cap off um, a fantastic transfer window in terms of incoming transfers. But like I said, now it's just all about uh, seeing if we can actually bring in some cash by selling a Kyle Lauren, by potentially selling Ersin Destanolo. Uh, of course, Mert Gunok, uh, a deal has been reached for him as well. He will be coming in. And uh, I know a lot of fans are thinking, well, if Mert is coming, he's coming to be number one, right? Um, for me, if Ersin stays, if Ersin doesn't go, Ersin has to play. Uh, Ersin is, is valuable. Like, he has the sell-on value. He is a, an academy product. It would be uh, capital destruction, so to speak, like economical capital destruction if we didn't play him. So if Ersin isn't leaving, then Ersin needs to play. Obviously, if Ersin is getting sold, then I think Mert Gunok is a great uh, option uh, a Turkish option to have as uh, our goalkeeper but uh, yeah uh, now looking forward to see what happens with Michi Bacuay I hope we can close this deal within the next week and then uh, we have a tough away game next week against Gaziantep which uh, always is uh, a task for us but uh, and after that I think we have Fatih Karagumruk and then uh, the international break and hopefully after a, a good international break we'll see our our team at full strength with hopefully Michi Bacuay and of course Hey, thank you, Khan. Uh, it's always great to hear the man's voice. Um, keep him coming, sir. Oh, uh, yeah, and so finally, our last bit of talk here on this show. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about our next match. We're going to be at Gaziantep, Gazishehir. Uh, they lost their first match of the season, 3-2, to two, uh, to Fatih Karagumruk, so on the road. Um, Gilo Boji scored an own goal in the 10th minute, giving Fatih Karagumruk the lead. In the 19th minute, they took a 2-0 lead but with Pesic. Oh, no, sorry, in the 17th minute, they equalized. Angelo Sagal, the Chilean forward. Um, and then Pesic would give... Fatikaragun with the 2-1 lead. Uh, and then Saga, who scored, would get a red card right at right before the half in the second minute of extra time, um, putting, obviously, Gaziantep at a huge disadvantage. But they would hold on until the 90th minute when a familiar name, Ahmed Musa, would score in the 90th minute, giving uh, Fatikaragun the 3-1 lead. Um, they would get one back in the fourth minute of extra time. Jilo Boji, uh, a little bit of redemption. I suppose you could say, but obviously not quite enough. Uh, they would go down three to two in their uh, season opener. Um, but you know, being a man down for much of the match, you could they, they would make the argument, I suppose, that that wasn't their you know best side. Interestingly, you know, they played a five-three-two formation, which one doesn't see a ton of. Um, Gilo Boji and three other and two other central defenders in the back two sort of wing backs and then 
you know, etc., etc. Recep Niaz was Recep Niaz was their uh, sort of right central midfielder. Many might recall he was one of those potential Turkish Messi's, you know, from Fener's academy way back in the day who never panned out. So, um, shouts to all the Turkish Messi's, Messi's that uh, never quite made it. Um, but yeah, another one over there in Gaziantep. Uh, Gunay Guvench, former Besiktas keeper, is still between the sticks for them. Um, but so yeah, you know, should be an interesting match. Gaziantep, no, no, no easy opponent for sure, and uh, them being at home, it's their their home opener, so that'll be something as well. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty decent trip for our our guys. So you know, all in all, it could certainly be a tough match. I said in the first match that I wanted at the bare minimum five points from these first three matches, you know, given all the pieces we were missing. Winning as resoundingly as we did, I think we have to ratchet up expectations a little bit. Now I need to see at least seven. I will only accept one draw between this match uh, upcoming against Gaziantep and the, the one after against Fatih Karagumruk. Um, and that'll be it until the international break, which Khan mentioned. Um, and then after then, we'll see Alex Teixeira. Now, we might see Bacuayi even even before then. Certainly, we've already seen Rashid Ghazal. So, um, you know, just a couple pieces we're missing. And, and a central defender, which uh, we're still waiting to hear on. Supposedly, Khan Ihan um, from Sassuolo is uh, in the rotation now. Um, there was a, a Dutch central defender as well that was potentially in the mix, but I haven't heard about him, and so I'm not even going to bother looking up his name. Um, but so yeah, that's really it now. We're, we're waiting for a central defender, but that's really depth to the squad, if nothing. Um, a little help in the, in the Champions League, so that's not pressing to the extent that a striker was. That's huge news that we got our striker. Um, yeah, man. Stay, stay tuned, folks. We'll, we'll be back. I'll be back. And of course, Khan with his corner. And who knows, we'll have a, a guest co-host. Uh, but yeah, certainly it's it's great to be back. Great to have Besiktas football and, and regular season football, no less. Um, yeah, folks, follow us on Twitter at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow myself at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. Follow Khan at Razarian, R-A-double-Z-E-R-I-A-N. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Black Eagles Podcast, one word. And uh, needless to say, let's go, Bishop Tosh! Who's that, everyone? Who is it? Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.